cliffcentral.com. Welcome to the Futurology Show, and uh, I have B2 back with me. Hello, B2. Hey, everyone. Good, good. How was your holiday last week? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just starting with you. My sabbatical from a holiday. All right, so I am going to digress from the norm. For those that can't see me, which is pretty much everyone because it's radio, I'm wearing my What the Fuck shirt because what the fuck happened this morning? There we go. We get a post. But uh, we're already doing live uh, tweets and selfies, huh? Dude. We did call Brexit. Okay. I don't know if I'm happy to say or embarrassed to say. I don't think anybody should listen to us at all. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But I kind of called this one as well, which does concern me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. See, the Futurology Show, we actually, we're not just studying it. We know the future. We do know the future. But I mean. <laughs> Unfortunately, sometimes. You just made such a great statement. It was like 380 million people. 18 million people. And we got these two people. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Okay, so enough of Trump. And I, I just have to say, I actually think I did put it on Twitter. Trevor Noah, if you're listening, because I know you love the show, you're going to Joburg or, or Cape Town, my bud, because he made that statement he's coming back if Trump wins. And I think Samuel's coming with him on the same flight. If you haven't seen it yet, Trevor Noah's already done a very proactive approach to Trump the second term. And he's already been like, what life will be like in 2020. Yeah. And it's fantastic. So you got to go check it out. Trevor Noah on the... On Comedy Central YouTube. All right. So are you saying that he's decided that fame and fortune in the United States of A is much better than uh, having to say sorry and he's staying? It's like the beginning of the apocalypse. (laughs) So he's he's got this post-apocalyptic report. All right. Well, we still like Samuel. So Samuel, Joe Bigel Cape Town, my bud, you tell us where you're coming. And in fact, we're quite happy to do a one-for-one exchange. So we'll send Zuma back there because, I mean, (laughs) even Trump can't handle that oak. Anyway, moving quickly, swiftly along back to the norm. So app of the week. Now, this one's an interesting one one okay um it's called charlie app like charlie the name i use it yes. okay so you use it so that you know Gareth about it, put me onto it really fantastic so charlie app is yes. um what it basically does is it's artificial intelligence and uh it looks at your calendar so you link your calendar to it mm. and then any meeting that you have it looks up the people that you're meeting and it shares with you like a summary of these people so it's like their their twitter page um, their their website, their LinkedIn account, whatever information that they've put into the public space. Yeah. I mean, you're nodding. You've used it. Yeah. I've only been using it for the last week. Mm. Uh, and I must say that I'm really, really impressed. The only thing it's got wrong was actually our guest today. Um, oh, right. It picked up someone else because I just put her first name down. Uh, and it, I didn't put the surname. And it kind of finds someone helpful. else, yeah. which I thought was quite amusing. But anyway. I, the one that I got – so it gives you – an email before every meeting. Yes. And it yeah. tells you, so you've got to know about this person. Would you like some more insight? But yesterday, because I was having a, a meeting with a bunch of my internal guys, and all he came back with was, hey, Brett, hear me out. How much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? It's an impossible <laughs> question because it clearly depends how prepared he was for the woodchucking meeting, right? Yeah, I also, yeah I've also so, had some of these little quirky ones like, you think I'm a super spy. Yes. So, really fun app. Um, I'd give it at least really a 90% well, accuracy. Yeah, but when it does bring back the right information, yeah. of course, uh, me being me, and I know everyone's Googled themselves, I did put my other email address in to see what happens. Mm-hmm. I'm actually quite a nice guy. I mean, even if I say so myself, yeah. I came back really cool. 
It's not Twice. That, it's not that intuitive. <laughs> <then>. <laughs> anyway, I'm actually going to break it, the it, rules. It does say though. It does point out though. If a lot of people are using Charlie, you've really got to be careful what you put in the social space. It does because you will get to know everything about the people you're about to. If you put it out there, Charlie will find it. Well, that's the thing. So I said I'm going to break the rules. I am going to break the rules because we've been waiting a long time to have this person back on. So I'm actually going to turn Candice's mic on early so that she can partake in our weird and wonderful madness. But we've got Candice Sutherland back with us today now. Yay. Brett and I affectionately refer to you, Candace, Candace, as Doctress Doom. I think you might have seen you. that or heard that. Oh, there's a heart shape that's coming. Your mic's on, so welcome to the show. Hi, everyone. Good to have you back. Thank you for having me. I, I know today is going to go pear-shaped quickly. Um, I mean, we were having a little chat off, off air and the kind of things that you were saying. So I thought, let's turn the mic on, join the conversation. I mean, a threesome's definitely better than the two of us. Um, so uh, you can listen and chirp and comment on all my weird and wonderfuls that I have. Um, I don't know if this is bad news, sad news, or okay news, but Groupon announced that they've shut down. In fact, they have shut down. I think their site actually says, well, honor our, our coupons, blah, blah, blah. But I'm actually going to look at it from the vendor's side because I've got a mate that's done a, a, a Groupon deal before. And they actually rape these guys. Absolutely. They really rape the vendors. So you know what? No no real sadness from my side. Um, bye. <laughs> See you next time you don't come back. I think so, they did well in the pioneering space that they started. So they, they, they led the way for a lot of new types of marketing and com- consumer engagement. Sure. Which but I think you know the thing is, is it's called a partnership for a reason. Yeah. You know, and when you really go and abuse – the people that are going to be bringing your money. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just hating. Uh, but the thing is, is like one of the guys was actually a mate. And he actually said to me, he said, look, I've put a special up at the moment. Um, don't tell anyone about it kind of thing. Rather tell them to contact me directely and I'll give them like mm-hmm. a better rate than that. Type of, you know? Yeah. But I his better rate experience. was a, yeah, it was like still less than the 70 odd percent that yeah. they took. Yeah. So ding dong, Groupon's gone. Da, 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 yeah. It's a pity though because Groupon really did – they did their business well. It was easy to use and some uh, program I used a lot over the last couple of years. But my friend also, she was a photographer and she did a Groupon and they took 50% yeah, of see. every single sale that she Nuts. made. And you don't pay so, commission on that. No, levels. exactly. So it's a question of why the sudden exit? Mm. What ha- what actually happened? Because nobody's saying that. And it's all of a sudden like, thanks, goodbye. We'll honor our Groupons. Then you get an email. No, we'll refund you. Then you get an apology email that, sorry, we're actually not going to refund you unless you want us to. Yeah. But what happened? Cause well, Trump needed more money for his campaign. Exactly. He probably owned it or something. He had to spend $100 million last night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where did it start? Groupon. It's an American company. American yeah, company. yeah, yeah. And I agree with you. The UI, the UX was fine. But you yeah. know, when you look at something like Daddy's Deals or the local ones that started yeah. to come up, their percentiles were about 30%, mm. which it's steep, but they're marketing, they're doing everything and so on. So lesson learned. You want to be disruptive? Absolutely. Awesome. You want to provide value to, to consumers? Fantastic, but don't rip the people exactly. off. Yeah. Exactly. Just, well, we saw that with Domestia. I mean, there was, there was guys that put a really good disruptive business model in place that actually added value on all points. Correct. And I think what's starting to happen is that people have woken up to what Groupon was maybe trying to do early days was uh, this marketing venture. So get people to try something that they would not mm. normally have tried Yeah. and to the detriment of, I suppose, the vendor. But now what's happening is you've got guys that are actually acting as clearing agents mm. for, for guys holding lots of stock. So you get your one-day onlys and you take lots of the same. Yep. Here's a time-based sale. Let's go. It's helping the, gu- the vendor and the, the warehousing to clear stock at a good price mm. and also making sure that there's awareness. So it, we had to go through the head bump to realize the yeah. Dunk. where Let's we go. Let's do it. Do it. There we go. <laughs> and mine's the only mic that works. 
<laughs> right, so uh, there we are. We've done, been there, done that. Okay, VR. I am so loving what's happening in virtual reality at the moment. In fact, now there's a new phrase. We've got to start referring Shock to horror. mixed. No, mixed reality. Yes. Because now we're getting this whole integration of AR, VR, and then obviously whatever traditional touch points. In fact, uh, when I was chatting to Aria last week um, from Oz, um, he he's quite involved in the startup scene, and he was he was telling me some stuff off, offline as well, where we're going with this space, mm. and we called this as well, Brett. This wasn't a marketing shtick. I mean, VR, everyone's investing in it. I mean, Candice is nodding her head, you nodding your head. I love it. Um, the one that I came across for for this week, which I thought was fantastic, is in Beijing. Um, they've done a they've done a whole VR experience that lets the viewers explore. The dig at, I can't even pronounce it, Jing, Zen, Zen, I don't know. But it's, it's basically a site where all the porcelain soldiers and all that kind of stuff was found. So you weren't allowed as a visitor, you weren't allowed to get close, you know, to the exhibit. Now they've basically put you into the exhibit. You mm. can walk around it, you can, I say touch, but obviously you know what I mean. But you actually become part of the exhibit. So mm. things like that is where VR really comes into its own. Even more important, is people that are that are invalid or can't travel, okay? They can't experience the world anymore. Why not? Now they can, exactly. you know. And we're getting sent, and we're getting all kinds of weird stuff that have come out of it. So that was my that was my like really cool find for the week. And then I have to go to the macabre, okay? So as soon as I say Japan, you kind of know I'm already we're already going like to weird and wonderful. So. They are infamous for their weirdness. I Hentai mean, fluff films. I'm waiting to see where this is going to go. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, okay. So, I mean, for those people that think I'm bashing Japan unnecessarily, these guys have vending machines for the weirdest and wonderful things. I mean, you can walk down roads of vending machines. They they invent pillows that hug you. They they really have some weird stuff. They have some awesome stuff. Okay. So this is not a knock. This is just a carrying on along. They have come up with virtual eating. Okay. So, um. Anorexics and bulimics of the world unite. But other than them, my question, again, with my T-shirt, why? So their argument is, I'm actually going to read the release. In a further advance for virtual eating. Okay, let's just stop there. A further advance in virtual eating. They're not the first people to start this thing. Okay, A team from the University of Tokyo has developed a device that approximates the experience of chewing food of different textures. The device uses electrodes placed on the subject's masseter muscle, which is the jaw. That's where you masticate, Kate. Um, Who's Kate? And Kate. Oh. And it uses haptic feedback to vary the sensations of chewiness, hardness, or softness. Sounds boring. The team has so yeah. far had the most success at replicating the feel of chewing gummy candy. If only Guys, we could just chew candy. For uh, real. The, imagine. Hold on a second. Could you imagine that? Imagine putting a piece of candy in your mouth yeah. and chewing. <laughs> have you ever? I mean, they have a university grant for this shit. Virtual, mas- virtual mastication techniques <laughs> based on digital innovation price. 20,000 bazillion dollars. One piece of candy. 50 cents. But, yeah. but, Go for it, guys. No, but hold on a second. Just the, the question. Why? Yeah. If you, if I gave that to you as a topic of no debate. No dentist bills. But you'd starve to death. Yeah. What are you having for supper tonight? Is it virtual, mom? Yes. Oh, well, then I'll have prawns. Anything. I think you know? they're missing the point, though. The, the whole, no, the they're whole not. Re- the Apparently, whole... they got the points on your tongue. <laughs> the whole reason for eating is not the tactile motion of eating. It's <laughs> sustaining our whole body. Exactly. I, Singularity I like, has not yet happened. That's why I had to actually paraphrase and quote that, because I couldn't make this stuff up. We need, I mean, these, we need these meat vehicles we call bodies to keep us going. Yeah, surprise. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to stay with the weird, and I'm going into IoT, okay? 
cows that will text you when they're on heat. This Sweet. is not a Japanese invention. Okay. okay, I'm just putting it out there. All right, so that is awesome. Apparently, there's like <laughs> now something we can really use. Can you imagine the vegans at this heat. moment in time? You're not a vegan, are no, you? No. Okay. I'm a carnivore. Good for you. That's Thank why we have the T-shape we do. Just by the way, vegans. But can you imagine? Like you, you're sitting at, we're sitting here, right? Okay. I own a dairy farm. I'm busy and my phone goes, I pick it up. Oh, cool. My car's on heat. Quickly get the bull over there. I mean, and when they're not on heat, what other messages are we going to get? Those those, those corny (laughs) dad jokes like, why don't cows wear sandals? I'm so glad you asked that question. I asked the same question. Oh, no. And we went there. Okay. I'm so glad you asked that question. That was a good one, though. That was a good one, actually. It's probably the keenest joke I actually If we had to combine Charlie and this mad cow texting message service, that's what you quite cool. Um, So apparently, other people have asked that same question as well. It will start to tell you about the health of the stomach. It will start to tell oh, you about which the, stomach? the cow. All eight oh, of yeah, them. Right. Yeah, Four. all of them. That's right. The heart rate. Informed me, this guy. There we go, huh? You're right. You're chewing the gut, eh? <laughs> so um, the, the, the thing is, though, like at first I thought, why? But it does make sense. If you can prevent any diseases or health or issues that might cause like other things that could affect us. Yeah. Not a bad thing. But I saw the size of this thing that they put in the car. It's not small. <laughs> okay. I didn't actually care on reading the article to see how, how it gets in, it in. But it goes in somewhere. Wow. Somehow. It's moo. It's there. Okay. But it's just weird because like last mm. week, I think, or the week before when we were talking about IoT, we were talking about how they put the copper coils around the grapevines mm. so they could check for water. Brilliant. Maybe this is not so stupid. You know, maybe it helps them plan. Like the cows come in heat, it's not going to milk today. We're going to take it out to the farm. The bull's going to be happy. You know, bachelor party. I don't know. I can't resist. But on the other hand, <laughs> on um, the other hand, Dad, oh, that's have, another show. <laughs> on the other hand, we've got to look at tech for the sake of tech. You can't just put, I don't want a connected cow. But yeah. didn't just, you just say call me that, old fashioned. But like, you said that the other week. Don't start inventing. What are like the obje- solutions for the hardware? Or start hardware with the solution. objective. Yeah. Simon Sinek, yeah. start with the why. why? I think you yeah. shared that with me yeah. ages ago. But like, start with the why. What the hell's the point of a connected car? It's on heat. <laughs> you inseminate this thing artificially anyway. What difference does it make whether it's horny or not? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> okay. So, well, mind you. You brought this up. I'm just going to say. It could be something that Hillary might want to get in, in, invested sure, in. We yeah. can let her know when she's on heat again. And we can check okay. those emails. Those I have to bring AR back to the discussion. And unfortunately, tearing scabs, my bad. We've left alone for ages, but I'm kind of going back to Pokemon. That's okay. But that's where I'm leaving it we can, for one second. We can actually talk a little bit about Stickies oh, okay, 2 Okay, hold on a well. second. Hold on. Oh, jeez. Like, well, we're at it. Okay, the Pokemon remake, Stickies 2. No, no, no. Okay, who likes Harry Potter here? Harry? Okay, I'm so glad to hear that because I also can't stand it. You're okay. both shaking your heads. <laughs> yeah. But Harry Potter, there is a bidding war at the moment between Niantic and someone else to make the Pokemon Go version of Harry Potter. So you can now go around finding wizards and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you've got Stickies too on your thing. Cade's already got his first collection. And he's so proud to, he's so proud to tell everyone at school he's the first in school. Mm. I'm the brokest in school. That's all that the parents are saying. <laughs> you can just see the kids going home. Cade's I shop at Woolworths, okay? Yeah. Oh no, you gotta go to Checkers now and actually buy the damn things. They, they got you gotta go to stickies. Checkers and buy stickies. They're not stickies. called Stickies, they're called Stuckies or something. Uh, Haven't you seen sure. that? You got a kid, you'll find out. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, Harry Potter 2 will be coming to an AR Pokemon Go style screen. So you can capture all those imaginary screen. creatures. 
that aren't so I tell you what, that that woman is just printing cash. Eh? I mean, it's just, it's ludicrous. I know she's making a VR play as well, but it is absolutely ludicrous. Anyway. So, just a question on that. Yes. That's going to lend itself to Candace weighing, weighing in here, but there's all these supposedly cool VR and digital opportunities that kind of suck people in. My parents are great for this. And if you guys are listening, you have to stop doing everything Facebook tells you to do. <laughs> when it comes up and says, this is the make a memory of all the photos you've ever used. And it's a third party inside Facebook. And it's saying, do this. And it's a great thing. Yes, there's, I, against my own sort of philosophy of engaging value, there's value at all points. But to what extent? Now I'm going to start using these things. You're going to track me. I know these things. Again, people are not aware of what they're doing when they get exactly told to right. do it. Yeah, so if you take these stupid things on Facebook, like. Please carry on there, Ken, because <clears throat> I know where you're going yeah. with this and let like, everyone here. What is your porn star name? What is your Christmas elf name? Yeah. All of these ridiculous things that you have to put your full name, sometimes your ID number, sometimes. Find out your mood. Exactly, exactly. Who is your best Confused. friend on Facebook? <laughs> but what you're actually doing is giving those people your personal information, which. Is not, you know, what they'll do with it is not for the right intention. Mm. So if I'm saying my mother's maiden name is X, my dog's name is Y, mm. my name is this, my year of birth, etc., and thinking about passwords and what mm. we use as passwords, it's your husband's name, your wife's name, your yep. dog's name, your children's name, your mm. mother's maiden name. Or just or, one, two, three. Exactly. <laughs> Spaceballs. Exactly. What is your PIN code? Exactly, but, one, two, but I'm three, so four. glad, and I'm glad, and that's why I wanted, I wanted Candace's mic on like mm. earlier because. It's that time of the year. Mm. Yeah. So the Christmas elf is coming exactly. out. What do you want from Santa? Mm. Uh, what was your favorite childhood Christmas? All exactly. these things, they are mining our data. Exactly. And they are going and to hack give you it with to it. them yeah. freely. You know, don't just sign up for third-party software on your device the same way you would just vote for someone to be your president. You need yeah. to understand Actually, there are exactly. consequences Sorry, for not reading second. the information. Rather sign up for third-party software exactly. than vote for that. You may have president. actually in, inadvertently voted for your president by <laughs> doing that. So read the fine print, people. Exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, I think uh, this, uh, the world's going to reel from this. I mean, let's just be honest. It's going to be awesome. It is actually going to so be so much opportunity You in know, chaos. someone said on Facebook yesterday, Going to get to watch the final episode of the show tonight called America. America. <laughs> and, and you know what? It has been an entertaining yeah. ride the last, what's it, nearly a year, huh? Yeah, but I don't think it's over by a long shot. I mean, the, and they kept the House as well. So they have the Republicans in the Senate and they have a Republican. Yeah. Anyway, moving swiftly along to a non-Republican. America. Which is… Um, a very interesting play. I'd love your thoughts on why they would have done this, or more importantly, why Apple allowed this. But Facebook is bringing their ad network to to Apple TV and to Roku. Roku, Roku, sorry. Um, why would Apple open up to Facebook? That's the first question. Because within all those, you know, if you've got an Apple TV, guys, if you don't have an Apple TV, get one. But if you do have one, you'll know that there's millions of apps and you can subscribe to like over a thousand different channels. Those channels are, are at the moment are paid. Now, the only thing I can think of is they're going to make a play for the freemium space. So they'll have ads running through your content for $6 or no ads like what Hulu did for yeah. $8 or whatever the numbers were. But why Facebook? You know, does that give them data? Does that give them analytics mm. that they're sharing? What's your What's your thought on it? You can go first. Okay. I see silence on the radio. Yeah. So um, there was an interesting study that came out recently. It's saying that 85 million accounts on Facebook are either fictitious accounts or mm. ghost accounts. That what, many? Yeah. What wow. What they mean by ghost accounts is that 
I'm trying to figure out Facebook. I sign up and I use my work email address, can't figure it out. So I just abandon that account and three months later try again on my personal email accounts and create an, a new Facebook. The problem with that abandoned account is that nobody's monitoring it, nobody's checking it. So any person can take that account as me with my name, my credentials, potentially a photo of me and impersonate me 100%. So, I mean, you ask the question, why Facebook? Why not Facebook? Right? Yeah. I mean, every... The majority sure. of the world is on Facebook and, and with those abandoned accounts comes the whole cybercrime. But I think we'll get into that in a second. Over to you, Brett. Oh, he's still going to plead the fifth on this one. But I, yeah, I, I tell you what, I it wasn't, I, I mean, I don't need to over debate it, but that, the point that you've made now, when I worked in an agency before I, I am at the moment that was totally digital centric, we had to create a face Facebook account so that we could do testing of the stuff we built for clients. Makes sense, right? Yeah. But all those accounts are linked to some form of real tangible thing, like an email address or yes, phone. exactly. So I left the company. I never closed down exactly. that account. It's still there. Exactly. Um, does that give them a cleanup option? Um, or more importantly, does Apple actually get to learn? Because if you go into Facebook and say, wow, did you watch America last night? I promise you the show is coming. Yeah. Um, or Trumpville or whatever it's called. Yeah. We'll move to that Canada because our site has crashed. Oh, did you yes, see that? That was amazing. The immigration <laughs> site pulled over. Now, hold on a second. Let's just show how fickle Americans are. They always go, oh, are they from Canada or they're in Canada or Canada. They're always finding a negative to Canada, but yeah. yet they're all trying to run exactly. there really quickly. Exactly. Why not Mexico? Oh, wait, the wall will be put up. Yeah. So they can't get back. But, um, yeah, it's just, I, I just thought it was quite interesting because Facebook and Apple didn't seem like the natural fit. Yeah. You know, there probably were other plays that they could have gone with, um, but you just said it's the biggest. Mm. I mean, they are the biggest. Yeah. And I suppose they can't really go with Google because of Android. So, anyway, last point on Apple. What browser do you use, Brett, on your Mac? Safari and Chrome. Safari and Chrome. Chrome. And you? Chrome. Some banks well, are you on a Mac, insisted Anders? I use no. Firefox. Okay so, you, okay, so I'm on a Mac, um, and I was using Chrome up until last week. I've now actually closed Chrome down. I love Chrome. Okay, I think Chrome's fantastic, but Chrome hates Apple. Okay. It killed my I, – I couldn't figure out why my machine was running so slow. I went and put third-party apps that were in the App Store to, like, clean my Mac. I tried all kinds of things, and it just a simple little search on Google, and I just actually thought about Chrome because I have multiple tabs. Um, in fact, we were talking about Toby. That's what made me think about it. Ever since I put Toby on – do you know what Toby is, Candice? No. So Toby's a, a tab on Chrome okay. that lets you hold like hundreds of tabs in it. Oh, wow. So you can go back into them at any time you want to open and close. Okay. It's fantastic. And since Toby was on, my machine really ran slow. And I've actually found it now on all the Mac um, blogs, on, on everything that I could find. Chrome is a MacBook killer. It absolutely destroys the speed of a Mac. Mm -hmm. So what so do I've been, you use? I've now been using Safari, okay. which I must say I don't like. But I do like the fact that my battery doesn't die in yeah. three hours, and I like the fact that my machine actually runs like it's supposed to fast. Because yeah. I was actually going to put a Windows sticker on my Mac. It was just like really, <laughs> was really running coke slow. Yeah. So yeah, a hamster wheel on the side just to make yeah. It over. Anyway, um, before we really get into like Saab and all these cool things, my last little beautiful thing. Do you remember Billy the Bass, that yes. fish that was on the wall? That <laughs> don't sounds... worry, be happy. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> An artist, um, obviously in America, has actually put an Amazon Alexa, the Alexa voice yeah. um, service into Billy the Bass. <laughs> so now you can actually – now South Africans don't really know the Alexa voice system. It's not available here. I've actually just written an article on a device called the Tribi 
that is the first non-Amazon product to use Alexa. And I've kind of tweaked it so that it thinks it's in America so I can use the voice. And it's like Siri and anything else. You just got Alexa, pause, and talk. In fact, we were talking about Mr. Robot. Mm. She uses Alexa in the show yes. all the time. Yes. Um, so now you've got Alexa and you can actually start talking to it. So wow. you can get it. So you can have this bass flapping, not just singing, saying, <laughs> the weather in New York is <laughs> it's hot. Oh Trump my God, uh, Trump is president. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah you go, Alexa, you great. go like, Alexa, who's the president of the United States? And it just keeps quiet. I blew in the birth. So I just thought, but again, error, error. <laughs> it's Internet of Things. It's using voice control in what's something that people that still have them, if they're yeah. even cash converters or they're lying on a shelf somewhere in, in your garage. You know that people are going to start bringing these things out and or Barbie dolls or whatever are going to yeah. all start having. So this whole voice control play. Anywho, because we're in Canada now, anywho. Um, about. Tell us about, about something. At and about and about. Well, now we really are going to start talking about Candace's expertise. And uh, before we kick it off, Candace, you kind of confirmed something for me, but also shocked me when okay. we were standing outside. So, um, Brett, while we were waiting for you to arrive, because you're never late, um, we yeah, were having a I chat. arrive exactly when I mean to. Exactly. It's, it's actually quite The same good... rule for wizards applies to philosophers as well. There we go. <laughs> Zing. Um, we were t- you know, Candace said to me she couldn't, she couldn't get signal uh, on her phone. I said, why don't you join, just join the Wi-Fi? And I got this this shake of the head no, like I'd actually just asked if I could like use her pet or a toothbrush or something. Exactly. <laughs> okay, it was like – it was that yeah. same type of look of dis- disgust. You know, yeah. Can I use your toothbrush? Like really? So please explain your vehement anti-public Wi-Fi okay. usage. Perfect. So let's play it in a hypothetical situation. We are having a meeting at – a mug and bean, a KFC, McDonald's, right. regardless. doesn't matter what place it is. And we join that public Wi-Fi. And while we're having coffee, we're chatting, 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 there are numerous other people in that vicinity, obviously, that are also on that network. And those people could be child pornography ringleaders, Bitcoin thieves. It could be anything. That's exactly what I think every time I go for coffee. Exactly. I'm surrounded by your... Porn? <laughs> it's amazing yeah. how you can't just think of like it could have been Jehovah Witnesses or someone it nice, but anything. it goes straight to child porn. It, and it could <laughs> be Trump supporters. You okay. never know. Let's go back to child porn. Exactly. Sounds like a problem. There's a good chance of that. Yeah. So now we're all connected on the same network. So invariably that network doesn't have security because when you're sitting in a coffee shop, their principal line of business does. is not security. It has a password that you ask the waiter for. Invariably it doesn't though. Oh, okay. Invariably it doesn't. Or it would be something silly like... November 16 or MUG 01. Or it's complimentary, in which case everybody has Exactly, it. exactly. So now we are sitting on the same network as numerous other people that don't have good intentions or you join a hotel Wi-Fi. Now take a hotel that has 100 rooms. That's actually a good focus point. I yeah. mean, besides the little mom and pop shops, exactly. let's go to the hotels because that's, that's like a, an infestation exactly. of many multiple people. Yeah. So, so 365 days a, ro- a year, 100 rooms, there's a new person in the room every single night. You have no idea who those people are and what they're doing and what they, where they're coming from, etc., etc. So now we're on the same network and whatever happens to be on my device – which could be ransomware, crypto locker, spyware, that sort of thing, could easily be transmitted to your device and any other device connected to that just because we're on the same Wi-Fi network. It's similar as Bluetooth. If you have your Bluetooth on right now and I have spyware on my machine, I can transmit it to you via your Bluetooth. There's no notification. There's no alarm bells going off saying you have a virus. And if you actually do get that notification, chances are it's someone just trying to fish information. So Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, 
hotel Wi-Fi, public Wi-Fi is very dangerous because you have no idea who else is on that network and what their intentions are. So they can easily access your information. I need to stop you there for a second. Go for it. And again, affectionately, Dr. Doom. Yes. Okay, that title's earned and you need to own it because it's a Deal. great title. We Deal. definitely need to get a dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun. Yes. Dun. Oh, this is coming from Next you. Time. I'm still waiting for the jingle. That yeah, you're talking about. Okay. Good thing. So, take time with crafting. Um, we're not killing the technology here, right? We're not basically going out there going, whatever you do, do not use Bluetooth, do not use Wi-Fi. Absolutely. I mean, let's just put that out Absolutely. there. They're great technologies. Absolutely. But it's like having a condom. You kind of use it because you want to be safe. Okay. Um, the hotel industry can't afford to not have Wi-Fi. And yes. let's be honest, I choose my hotels based on Wi-Fi. Yes. I've actually always said that. The first thing I look at is Wi-Fi. Then I look at the Bangladeshi bathroom. Formula One's got a hundred yeah, line. You're going to go. I have stayed in a couple of those before. <laughs> um, is there rules of thumbs on how to protect it, or are you basically saying no to public Wi-Fi? Because you said no just now. Yeah, I'm and we're all friends here. Absolutely, I'm okay. saying no. Okay. Okay, um, so if, you if, are killing Wi-Fi. Sorry. And okay, sorry. no, it's your show. You tell us. <laughs> but if, if you look at a, a service like Always On, so if I'm on a service of always on and something goes wrong and a couple of months down the line after computer forensics, they can trace it back to the interception happening on that line. I have a right of recourse. I go to always on and say, when I was using your service on this day at this specific place, somehow malware got into my machine, ransomware, crypto locker, spyware, etc. So I need you to help me. So I have a much better chance of actually coming right with always on versus KFC, for example, hypothetical situation. That's why you have a condom. You can always come right with always on. Exactly. If it's always on, <laughs> then KFC. Then oh, come on, that right. was good. That was quick. I mean, well done. Well done. Well done. There well done. we Yay. go. Right. Okay. And you were getting there eventually. <laughs> so, so it's it's better. I'm not saying don't ever use public Wi-Fi, but use a reputable service like Always On or a service similar to that. Just going to a fast food place and connecting to their Wi-Fi network where it's unlimited. It's not a case of okay, you get a hundred megs free, you know, for today as an initial sign-up kind of thing, and then you physically have to put in your details. I'm talking about the place where you can go and sit for eight hours, yeah. surf porn, look at whatever you want, access the dark web while ten other people are on the same network. Those are the ones that I would stay away from. See, I think that's a valid point. As you say, if you go to a when you go to a, a little shop and mm. they're offering Wi-Fi, yeah. and you're not going through some form of gateway exactly. like an always on or exactly. a G Connect or whatever, the guy sitting in the back could be running a kid's porn exactly. ring, which means that those viruses are going to run through the entire network. Exactly. And am I right in saying that whether it's Wi-Fi or fixed line, the threats are the same via exactly. a network? If you exactly. don't know the network, exactly. Does VPN stop that or limit it? Helps. it or it definitely helps. The the we need to look at the wider picture, right? So let's say I am in one of those shops and I connect to the Wi-Fi. <clears throat> Sorry, I connect to the Wi-Fi and then I go back to my office, right? My Hollard office has 3,000 people in one building. I then happen to join the Hollard public um, – Sorry, the Hollard Wi-Fi network. So whoever's on that network has whatever's on my device is also on that network. So that network doesn't necessarily access our work information. But you then think? it shouldn't, right? There, sh there should be segregation. <laughs> um, and in Hollard there is, but we're just talking generally now. So then I plug my cell phone. My, my cell phone's dying. So I plug it via the USB into my laptop, which happens to be connected to our actual physical network. So whatever's on my phone is now on my laptop. And surprise, surprise, it's plugged into the network. So that means every laptop, every um, desktop, every photocopier, anything connected on that network, including our PABX and our, our phones, has that on. So I may not be the target, but how to get into a company mm. – 
send somebody, send somebody something on Wi-Fi it's because like they happen contagion. to be in a restaurant. Exactly. Exactly. And that's how quickly it spreads. Sure. Okay, so I'm like, I'm just thinking about I the last feel, I always, I always uh, leave yeah. these shows with Candice being so warm and fuzzy. Yeah, I, I'm like, <laughs> I'm thinking about that I last turned up my Wi-Fi hours welcome. when You're I wasn't welcome. in the office and I was sitting at X mm. and I connected. And then and I I'm turned sorry. my Bluetooth on to get that free coupon for yes, the one rand off. You know, exactly. No, I didn't do that. But, um, you know, the, I also want to carry on like with this plug-and-play environment, the USB. Mm. Okay. I pull my hair out when clients won't let me stick a USB into their computers. I've got, okay. I've worked on this file. I've got this presentation. I cannot put it onto their machine. Yeah. They can't take Dropbox. They can't take file Hoi or whatever. We transfer. Yeah. Is that a good principle that that yes, IT director is? Absolutely. Absolutely. So mo- most of the banks, if you actually put in a, a device into the USB, it, it will destroy that device, which is good security because that means staff members can't actually steal information off without emailing it and then obviously there's a track of that but also they can't put funnies on the on the system so it is a good security policy to have that you can't use your your usb the thing is yeah. let's say i'm coming to do a presentation here at cliff central futurology so i have a couple of slides and i bring my memory stick and i say i'm not going to lag my Laptop around, it's a pain in the butt. I'm scared to get stolen while it's, you know, I'm driving back to the office, et cetera, et cetera. And I plug that memory stick into your laptop. So whatever's on my device, which could be anything, because I may be an avid follower of a couple of sites on the dark web and it has malware on, it has ransomware, et cetera. Whatever's on that memory stick is now on your machine. But you don't know that it's on your machine. You then go home, you join your Wi-Fi, it's on your wife's machine. It's on your children's devices. And it's invariably spying. I have to stop spying. for one second. Go. Cade, if you are listening, boy, which you should be, listen carefully. Listen carefully. It, I mean, this little monster hacked Pokemon Go the other day. Really? Awesome. Yeah, at 10 well, years old. Way to go. I also said, no, I also said, well done. I and then like, no, no, don't. Yeah, don't Take do it down that. at the core. But yeah. I did also explain to him the risks of doing that because yeah. to do it, he had to go through a couple of steps. Yeah. And you're basically outlining those steps now. You're opening up a gateway. And then exactly. my wife was like, you didn't even oh. need, need a Wi-Fi to convict your child. Of but, exactly. <laughs> but, no, but this is the thing. Like, like Gail was saying to me, but it's on my device. I'm like, yes, but your device is on my network. Exactly. So that's my TV, my phone, my exactly. computer. And then I go to work your and I spread it. Your home security system could As be I said, connected to your phone. I rather use my toothbrush. Exactly. It's like less Yuck. virus. I'm going back to an office with a brand new Wi-Fi security system. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> it's changing as we speak. Yeah. So how do you – okay. We can't disconnect. That's not an option. Absolutely. It's not an option. Yeah. Okay. And these assholes are always going to be out there trying to and do everything in their power to come ahead. after us. Yeah. So is there like a step-by-step one-on-one what you do? What are the checkpoints to make sure, sure. we don't just lift our skirts? Sure. So in terms of, of mobile devices, so I'm talking yeah. PDAs. And I think that's where most of us yeah, are. Yeah, exactly. If I happen to pick up your cell phone right now. Do you have a code to get yes, into that? And a fingerprint. Okay. If that code is one two three four seven seven seven, or your date of birth, you don't offline. bother. I, I told you don't that offline. Bother. Okay. I mean, really. Really. Can no, you but believe? it's not. And Good. I have a fingerprint. Good. So, I mean, biometrics is very easy, very very easy to actually manipulate. Oh gosh. Yeah. I mean, in, in <laughs> dum, under twenty four hours. Dum. 
In under 24 hours, Apple's biometric was intercepted and they, you could override it. So if you, you know SnapScan, if you go and you take a photo of the SnapScan and you can pay, yep. if you are properly trained, you can actually decipher that code just by looking at it. So you would have to go through a, like a training process to see how the code works. But by looking at that code, you would be able to decipher it. Not the average man on the street, not you, not but me. But it's not the average man on the street that we're worried about. Exactly. It's the unaverage exactly. man or over-average man exactly. or woman yeah. that's and actually understand, doing it. Yeah, that someone will rob will try and rob you for one rand because one rand from 10,000 people is far easier than 10,000 rand from one person. But it's also so, the trophy, isn't it, Candice? Exactly. These guys get off on this stuff. It's yeah. like, I hacked the FBR. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, guys, if you're listening. I'm yeah. saying hypothetically. Actually, those are the people that we don't, like script kiddies, we don't actually have to be concerned about those people okay. because what's the point of, hate, of taking down Barack Obama unless everybody knows it's me? You know, so these cowboys that often publicize um, what they've done, you know, invariably they do get caught because they are, you know, in, in experience and they're doing it for the publicity. It's the people who are running multi operations from, you know, a little apartment, which happens to be in your complex or in your street that are robbing people blind. Yeah. Those are the people and the ones that don't advertise it. So anonymous is very good. You know, if anonymous says we are taking down, the ANC, you know they've already done it. They've done it. Yeah. yeah they don't brag. They exactly. Actually, they, they report. Exactly. But who is anonymous? Yeah. Who is the impact team? Who are these people, these faceless criminals that ping IP addresses all Brett, around the world? Did you notice that mask starting to appear when she yes. started speaking? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it's in the bit. And the, it's yeah. in the bit. <laughs> so <laughs> those are the people we really have to – it's not the cowboys. It's not the people bragging about what they can do. Those are not the people we need to be concerned about because mm. invariably they will get caught. It's the people who can look at a QR code and decipher it in a couple of seconds. It's the people who – and how we protect ourselves is walking around with cell phones that don't have any sort of security. So number one, you don't have a lock. So I can pick up your phone and access all of your information including your work information because you get your work emails there and you just happen to be somebody in the medical field so I can access sensitive medical information so um, antivirus is another big one put antivirus on your cell phone on every single person that you walk past absolutely 82% of mobile vulnerabilities that happened last year were on an iPhone or an iPad 13% 13% on an Android and 1% on a Crapberry because nobody uses it let's be honest don't lie I do do you? you have a Blackberry I own a Blackberry I love it shame yeah. No, okay. I love my BlackBerry, and it's probably okay. the most secure device out there anyway. Yeah, so taking into consideration because there's only one of you. <laughs> exactly, you're the only one. No, Samsung's Knox software is built on Blackberries. Yeah. This is already too much time. Yeah. Okay. Next. Next. <laughs> anyway, so put a put a passcode on. Don't make it something obvious like your date of birth, one two three four seven seven seven. And everyone does that. They all do it. I mean, What's I, the point? I'm, I know people. I'm just going to say it like yeah. that. When I pick up their phone, I don't even have to ask them. Exactly. I know it's the four digits of the year. Exactly. You know? Exactly. It, it's mad. Yeah. And then put antivirus on and, and be careful of joining Wi-Fi networks. I mean, if I'm trying to guess your password, right? So I look at your Facebook account. I don't have to be your friend, but what I'm going to try Aww. is husband's name, wife's name, dog's name, children's name, date of birth, or your mother's maiden name, or the street that you grew up in. And I cannot believe how many people give that information Give that away. information out. Yep. Password. Exactly. The, the password is password. The, password the best is, password. is the default on a modem. Let's exactly. start there, modem manufacturers, yeah. all in sundry. Exactly. No more admin. Exactly. Password. Exactly. I mean, I will, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. But I took advantage of that fact when... My internet ran out. Yes. You know? Yeah. I had a similar situation. Yeah. I had a little Wi-Fi dongle that 
literally you had to have an aeronautical degree to change the password, which was set to admin. In my complex, I could pick up the exact one and just put in the password of admin, yep. and then I would be in. Okay, so well, you admitted I did too. I did as well. Yeah. Mine went off. I look for other ones that are around exactly. me, knowing full and well that the brand and modem is, starts with the letters. Yes. That all these people have just put them in because we moved on to fiber. Yeah. Did I say I have fiber, Brett? Um, so we moved on to fiber. That effort. And uh, mine stopped working. Yeah. I accessed theirs, went to the portal and changed theirs to mine. Exactly. Which was fantastic. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then what would you… That was we, just a story, by the way. Yeah. Hypoth- hypothetical. Hypothetical. That's all we talk about yes. here. Yeah. Yes. So, so how do you protect yourself is, you know, you really… Be careful about giving your information out. I see people who, you know, are recently qualified CAs and my sister and my dad are CAs, so I'm mixed in that circle a bit. And recently qualified ones and then they'll qualify for an Investec bank account and it's like, rah, rah, look at me. And let me take a photo of my Investec bank card oh, and post no. it on Facebook. Really? Absolutely. Or I'm going to America. Here's a photo of my visa in my passport. Look at me, I'm going to America in three days. Can't wait, so exciting. Mm. And they'll post a picture of that. Yeah. So, you know, posting a picture of your home address with the street name in. Yeah. Oh, what is a security question? What house did you grow mm. up in? Oh, I had a friend who posted his daughter's UK citizenship paper on the on Facebook. I was like, bro, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, you, yeah. You, but you know, it's like, very yes, we're easy proud. for us to we're sit proud here. You, but like, exactly, exactly. Come it's on. easy to Give sit here and say this, though, but up. everyone does it. This, everyone this, does it. I've probably done stupid <clears> things <throat> like that. In fact, I can tell you now that I have taken a picture of one of my own credit cards, yeah. not to publish it. Yes. So when I'm doing online shopping, uh, if I don't have my wallet on me and it's in the car or it's in the next room, I'm too lazy to go and find it. Yeah. I have a picture. I've remembered mm. the CVV number yes. in my head. That's yeah. not written down anyway. Yeah. I'm not that stupid. Yeah. But they've only got three digits to go to be exactly. right. Exactly. Exactly. I've given them like 95% exactly. of the, of the equation. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So let's chat about, um, a hack that happened in 2012. So disgruntled so employee. Yeah. Okay. It's been going on for, for years, since okay. the beginning of time. Um, a disgruntled employee put a virus on point-of-sale devices. So what it would do when you swiped your credit card is that it would go through, the, the payment would actually physically go through, but then it would build a backup server, essentially, that would tell him this is the credit card number, this is the code that they put in, and then he would empty those people's accounts. Holy so crap. So by putting your photo on on Facebook or no, WhatsApp no, or social media. It was just media. in my, it was in my photo locker. Okay. But if, but you if hack I my steal phone, your phone, sure. Then you'll yeah. get, well, if I steal your phone? Uh, as long as you know my birth year. I mean, I didn't say Uh-oh. that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the tricky part. So let, let's talk about extortion for a second because this is, is quite an exciting yeah, topic, right? Yes. So, <laughs> is this where ransomware and all yes, that kind of falls yes. in, which is huge at the yeah. moment? So even, even a step back from ransomware, let's say I know somebody in a medical field. Right. So I am targeting a specific individual of a really big um, corporation in South Africa. So I access the data dump, which is on the dark web mm. of Ashley Madison, find out, oh, la la, they actually are a member of that. I can get credentials from there as well. And then I happen to know somebody that works in a medical office and I can access those files as well. And let's say, you know, they have. Their 15-year-old daughter had an abortion last year or they were treated for syphilis and they happen to be a really influential person in their company. What I can do by having access to that information is say, Mr. X, if you don't pay me whatever amount in Bitcoin and Bitcoin obviously would be the logical choice due to, you know, the untraceable nature of, of Bitcoin. I wouldn't ask them to do an EFT to my standard bank account. That would be silly. And I would say, and here's a picture of me. Exactly. I would say to them, if you don't pay me this amount, I am going to tell your church, 
tell your wife, tell your shareholders, tell your company that you were treated for syphilis, you know, six months ago, or your 15-year-old daughter had an abortion, or you have some sort of really bizarre complication, etc. So people keep medical information, you know, very private because it is private. So extortion is huge. Then Can I stop you there for a second? I mean, that's been since the dawn of time. Mm. We've just made it easier. Mm. What's your view on the discovery ID system and, you know, that health ID where you you share your information along the the network of doctors? Yeah. So, I mean, this is the thing. Is it it safer to ask Dr. Google or a real doctor? Because this is what people do. They ask Dr. Google and self-diagnose and obviously you're dying. You're obviously going to have cancer and you're dying every single time you ask Google. So it is, it's a great idea. You know, to rather ask a doctor, but sending any sort of personal information and then even worse than personal information is credit card and medical. So medical records are the number one records that are stolen around the world. Medical first, then um, credit card, and then only really, personal. Yeah. yeah. So sure. because because of the extortive nature of yeah. it. So it's great. But then, you know, for me to say, oh, I have a rash <laughs> in a, on a funny place, you know, is is. It's almost okay as opposed to disclosing real sensitive medical information. You know, so the world is becoming so lazy that we don't even go to the doctor. We would rather ask them via WhatsApp or via an email and say, send photos saying this is what, what my, my rash I've looks like. I've got my doctor on, uh, on WhatsApp. So. Google, yeah, a I Google mean, Chondriac. Have you heard of that? Exactly. Exactly. Mm. Ask Dr. Google. Guess mm. what? You're dying you, every single time. If you have a headache, you're going to die. Definitely. It's definitely a brain tumor. So, I mean, I think if you're a parent <laughs> and you have children, Children, you know, it's much easier to ask your pediatrician, look, this is what's happening, temperatures like this, this is how the baby's acting, instead of going to the doctor every time, great. But I mean, for adults, you know, go to the doctor. If you're not feeling well, Mm. go to the doctor. You know, sending medical information is very risky. Look, I must be honest, a lot of the doctors don't. They say, look, it could be this. Exactly. Um, You mentioned Bitcoin. That's Mm. something I wanted to chat about uh, today specifically so I was quite excited when you coming on is it untraceable so, in your opinion I mean is it it's, totally it's untraceable it's very very diff- it's not 100% untraceable but it's very very difficult so how I buy Bitcoin is I go on Google on Chrome Firefox Explorer and I type in buy Bitcoin it'll show me which Bitcoin wallets to purchase in South Africa and I use my PayPal account my credit card etc then what I would use do you Bitcoin- have Bitcoins no no Yeah. And there are, Bitobuy accepts Bitcoin as payment. Um, There's a firm in Sanson, a lawyer's firm that accepts Bitcoin as payment. So it's a perfectly legal tender. um, What are they called? Lancet Laboratories. Yes. You can pay via Bitcoin on their remittance device. Exactly. So it's a perfectly legal form of tender. The problem is that it's not controlled by anyone. So who owns Bitcoin? Yes, it was created by someone in Japan, et cetera, et cetera. But who actually controls and maintains it? So let's say I happen to lose my Bitcoin wallet password there is nobody to help me yeah. or somebody steals my bitcoin and it happened to a bank um in finland i think they had eight thousand bitcoin and they were stolen they had to shut down okay virtual a virtual bank right anyway um i want to see what today's exchange rate is but the thing is when using it on the dark web or for illicit activities so when i make that transfer to brett brett or brett we're not going to say which one there we go we brett covered yeah huh? um then there's no actual physical transaction. So I don't get a bank statement saying that one Bitcoin or 15 Bitcoin were transferred to the specific person. There's no trace of that because it's not an official bank. But doesn't blockchain capture that ledger from Bitcoin to Bitcoin, but we still don't know who the person is? Yeah. So there is some form of… There is. There is. But to actually find out… 
how who made that transfer because exactly because i mean otherwise the fbi would catch every single person operating on the dark web sure okay so it sounds like a lost cause though like at at, at what point uh, we all pass the point in our return or is it just we can mitigate more in the future can you ever and you can't become a virgin again can we ever be safe again no no, because not, not with technology and how, how lazy we've become and how we are so reliant on technology. So I just I did a Google search and for one Bitcoin, it's 10,037 Rand. Sweet. I mean, which is 10,000. It's gone up. Yeah. It's, it was yeah. like nine and some. When change. I was here, yeah, I think it was here about eight months ago. Then it was around 6,300 for one Bitcoin. Wow. So it's a great return, but it's, it's not to say that it's not a legal currency. It is, and it's a great, online cryptocurrency to use, you know, as opposed to PayPal or SnapScan, you know, there's so many options. So you don't have to invest in Bitcoin. It is a good investment though. But are we ever going to be safe? No, because where there is good, there's always going to be evil. And where some, I mean, the dark web was not created for evil purposes. Mm. It was created so people could share code anonymously and privately. So that was the whole intention of of the dark web. Okay. But now if you look at a a geographical representation of an iceberg, 4% of the iceberg is the internet as we know it. And 96 is dark web, deep web. web, Exactly. So are we ever going to be safe? No. So all we can do is just try to exercise better decision making. Exactly. And from a company's perspective, I mean, if you have an employee that happens to be disgruntled for whatever reason, Mm. they didn't get that promotion, somebody was hired over them, they didn't get that bonus that they wanted. What if that person intentionally tries to bring your company down by loading a virus or malware or spyware or what if it's an accident? What mm. if I receive, a, you know, in my Yahoo account, which are open in my office, mm. which is against the company rules, but everybody does it. So whatever. Or Facebook is blocked on um, Internet Explorer. So I download Safari so I can I download um, Chrome so I can access Facebook. And I happen to pick up a virus that way. So it could be an error. But it could also be intentional. And, mm. you know, we do, unfortunately, in South Africa, have that mentality of you wronged me. I'm going yeah. to make you suffer. So from a company, I think that's a human global thing. Exactly. Exactly. From a company perspective, the only way that you can really mitigate your loss is by having a cyber insurance policy. And okay. Holo does provide that. And okay. it really is comprehensive cover for all costs associated with a breach. Awesome. Okay. So... In the future, mm. speed, optimization, convenience should pay a second place to That's safety, exact, That security. is exactly it. There was a survey, um, and I encourage you to read the Ponemon Institute has just released it. And not, po- the, Ponemon. not the Pokemon, the Ponemon. Not the Pokemon, the, <laughs> the Pony Ponemon. Hold on a second. Yes. Because you're talking about Pokemon. No, right. we weren't talking about oh, Pokemon. No, no, wait, no, I wait, said wait, the P word. Hold on. I, I've just got, I kind of went silent for a second because... Um, remember to my Pokemon Go and um, the you were Philly cheesesteak yeah. guys? Yes. They've just sent us lunch. Yay! That's what that whole thing was all about. That's amazeballs. The guys have just, after that thing, that show, that, sorry, I mean, po- Ponymon, Pokemon, um, the guy sent me a message saying, thanks for mentioning it on air, you know? And I said, no problem. He said, we need to send you lunch. I said, sounds good. Well, they've sent us lunch, so thanks, guys. So we sometimes sharing information does come through, but yeah. don't let them fool you, you and your exactly. Wi-Fi doom. Okay, screw Pokemon. Awesome. Is, is, is it real food or no, virtual food? No, we're going to actually <laughs> chew it. We're going to masticate and swallow food. all at the same time. Good. All if the guys outside in the studio leave food for us. It came for us, not for you, but you can share with us because sharing is caring. Sharing. What is Ponymon? What is Ponymon? Okay, Ponymon is an institute that does 
specific cyber studies as well as um, anything information security related. So they've released a South African specific South African study, which is actually amazing because this is a problem with cybercrime in South Africa is how do you know who's been breached? Our legislation says if you are, as a company are breached, you don't have to tell your employees, you don't have to tell your clients, you don't have to tell your shareholders. So you can 100% keep that a secret. So how do you get actuarial data to actually base your statistics on? Or for an, mm. an insurance perspective to actually underwrite a policy, how do you do that with no information available? Yeah. So now there is, which is amazing, and, and they've done this report based on 19 South African companies. And they say that the per capita cost, for which is a per person cost for a breach, is 1,548 rand. So if you look at every single person that's walked through your doors, that's filled in a security clearance form, every single person you've ever hired, whether they are currently working there or ex-employees, every client as well as suppliers, I mean, take that amount of people to get to an amount of 10,000 people would not be a difficult thing. You could do that in six months. Yeah. Times that amount by 1,548 rand per person is what it's going to cost you if your, if your data is breached, if your company is hacked. And when you think about the consequences actually of that breach, that doesn't sound like a lot of money. Dude, I well, think we start selling typewriters again. <laughs> Seriously. Because like, if people listen to you, again, yeah. DD. So what are they, you, what, what's a, what's a cow going to be on a cow that's been connected? Well, I mean, they're definitely... Yeah, well, hold yeah, a second. Exactly. If you've got a thousand heads of cattle all carrying a device inside yeah. them and they get breached, well, yeah. let's reword that. You they, can they, make they them all... <laughs> They get hacked. <laughs> with, not with an axe. Yeah. So, so, so think about this. Okay. Competitors hack competitors all the time. It happens all around the world. Yeah. Let's say, um, somebody does happen to hack that dairy farm for whatever reason and cause those devices to malfunction. Then you have problems with septicemia. You have problems with. Dangerous. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, let's take a Samsung fridge, right? So Samsung fridges. You went there. Are coming to South Africa, they'll order your bread, order your milk, tell you when it's low, automatically send that order through to pick and pay. Blow up the front door. Yeah. It goes off your credit card, your groceries get delivered. So I am upset with you for whatever reason. Okay, so I intercept that and I say, I want you to order a thousand two liters of milk. Holy crap. Yeah. Just to play a trick. That's just one person times 10. Exactly. Exactly. And this is the problem with children who are tech savvy is that they play these online tricks rather than what we had to do when we were little and running around ringing intercoms. You know, it's far easier to do an online sort of attack because you do it from the comfort of your home and you don't feel that risk or that danger associated with that. So I intercept a device in your home and I order 500 loaves of bread. Goes off your credit card. What do you do? Well, on a positive note, yes. according to South African banking law, which I've used many times, yes. you have up to 180 days, Good. no questions asked, to reverse a credit card transaction. Awesome. I'm sure the banks are very unhappy that I've just mentioned that. Exactly. But it's true, though. Yeah. I mean, I've had issues where stuff's gone off. I've walked in. I've signed a form. Yeah. It's on my conscience, blah, 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 blah. And I sign, and that's it. Money yeah. gets reversed. But now, let's let's talk about credit card fraud. So somebody copies your credit card. You're driving through a, a toll gantry that you physically have to give your card to. And that person happens to make a copy of your credit card or at a restaurant. So what happened to me is I had a trip planned with my sister in America. She was living there at the time. And I had saved for a substantial amount of time to go and spend a month with her in America. I had called my bank and said, I will be in America from this date to this date. Yeah, Please unlock. I've had to do that as well. Yeah. Or, and I specifically got a travel wallet to try and be secure. I flew for 27 hours. 
Okay, finally got to America and I was feeling very fancy. Walking down the road, walked into my first Starbucks, gave them my card to purchase a coffee. And they said, oh, your card's not working. So I said, impossible. There's definitely funds on try again. Tried it again, not working. And they said, well, you can go to the ATM. It's about six blocks down the road. And I was like, well, I'm from South Africa. So how far is the block? Yeah. Anyway. In New York, it's hell of a far. It's far. <laughs> You'll find another two Starbucks exactly. on the way. Exactly. So go to Starbucks. So go to the ATM with, try and withdraw m- money. And my card is empty. And it turns out that four months after I returned, yes, they refunded me my money. But it was the person that I'd spoken to in my bank to say, unlock my account. She is the person that emptied my account. Unreal, huh? Mm. Dude, we have to wrap it up. Oh, we really no, have time. I know. It's, it's mad. Believe. But please don't stay away from us so awesome. long. Yeah. Because Promise. I think we could have hundreds. We could actually do like the monthly update with yes. Dr. Doom. Yeah. yeah. Dum, dum. Dum, dum, dum. Dum, dum. Dum, there we go. He's already <laughs> at Whiskey Live. We're off there tonight. Oh, we oh are. nice. I'm kilting yeah. up. You're kilting up. Yeah, so anybody that sees us will be tweeting That's from Whiskey Live. We're going to be kilting up. and We, we mentioned Whiskey, don't even talk whiskey about the, is an the app security and, and uh, boom, they've yeah. said come and have a dram. So we're doing it. Awesome. Candice, awesome to have Thank you back. You. Thank you. Um, Brett, the thought of the day. Quick one because we have to wrap up. Yes. While all this digital stuff is enabling us to live better and more convenient lives, we have got a lot of power in our hands. But, to quote Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility. Take your security, take your information, be responsible with it. But have fun. Well, that sounds fantastic. So, until next time, keep your screens clean and your knobs shiny. This is CliffCentral.com.